The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So if you recall, last week we asked or said that I thought it would be a good time to do a series. And so I asked, you know, what type of series would you like for me to focus on? Health, love, wealth, or whatever you wanted. And simultaneously, everyone called back different requests. Oh my. So, being one to recognize a challenge as an opportunity, I decided our February series would discuss creating health, love, abundance, and oneness via spiritual practice and principle, and that we would use the book by Dr. Raymond Charles Barker, Create the Life You Want. How to Attract Health, Wealth, Happiness, and Peace of Mind as our foundation. Now, the book is very close to being out of print. It's difficult to find. However, if you go to our website, you'll see that on the page for this series, I put in a link for you to get the Kindle version or to buy a used version on Amazon. So it is available to you. Additionally, as I stated earlier, We've decided to do a companion create shop for this series where you'll be provided the steps of affirmative prayer, meditation, and visualization techniques, all culminating in a spiritual practice for you to create the life that you want. So that'll teach me to ask you what type of series you want in the future. So I want to begin the first lesson in this series with a quote from Dr. Raymond Charles Barker from the book, How to Create the Life That You Want. And we're discussing creating the physical well-being that you want. So if you take a look at the quote on your affirmation card, it carries this quote from Dr. Barker, and it reads, your thought is creative, because as you think, the creative mind thinks as you. What you consistently think about must happen for the law of the universe causes it to manifest. So we have very two powerful points to kick off and explore here. First and foremost, God's source presence thinks as you think. What you think, what you contemplate, what you visualize, even what you may occur occasionally worry and fret over is how the creative mind of God is thinking as you. Now, this is not to say that the creative mind of God thinks about cellulite, gray hair, an extra pound on the scale, the latest medical results, or even the flu. It is to say where thought goes, divine formative energy flows. By right of divine consciousness, you are always telling the universe what to say and how to say it concerning the physical well-being 
of your body. This is why your thought is creative as your thought is first cause to your experience. It is also why we do not ask, beg, or barter for God to heal or transform our bodies. The energy that God is individualizes always. First, as perfect presence, perfect energy, perfect form. It is the impress of our consistent thought giving direction to this formative energy via the spiritual law of cause and effect which dictates the final outcome. So, loving, healthy, consistent, vibrant thoughts about our body and health will produce a loving, healthy, and phys vibrant physical well-being. Positive, productive thought and attitude simply alters our awareness of this truth and lifts us into a greater awareness of the divine flow. There's nothing to beg or barter for or to prove to God. Let that go. Everybody take a deep breath. Oh, thank God. Our thought doesn't change God's mind about us. Our focused and consistent thought transforms our mind about our relationship with the divine. It heals the mistaken belief that we could ever be separate and apart from that which we call God. As we evolve spiritually, we begin to witness our relationship with the divine expand as well. As we evolve spiritually, our thoughts and mental images will go from thoughts and images of desperation to simple thoughts of, and images of communion, where we don't turn to God only in moments of crisis, but rather we exist in a centered and powerful conscious relationship with the divine 24-7 because it is our very nature to do so. This relationship is centered in remembering to stay turned towards the light. To always stay turned towards the light, even when it's not dark. So let's focus our thoughts, our mental images, on knowing the truth about ourselves, that we are perfect, whole, and complete, so the intention of our spiritual practice is to transform our consciousness should it need to be transformed, not to change God's mind about us. God is truth, and that truth is always willing to meet you on your own terms. Therefore, it is up to you to practice this truth as you accept it and express it and expand it. The fact is, the very body in which your soul self resides at this moment, this bag of meat that we all carry around, perhaps at times with its own aches and pains, is creating exactly the experience you need to be fully alive as a human being and as a spiritual being. The aliveness and the real healing transformation comes in the knowing that it's through fully embracing your hum humanness that you expand your divinity. Just about every master and mystic has had to deal with the reality and apparent limitations of the human condition. Yet we judge far too much by appearances to believe that there is any less of God's 
perfect presence and a cancer ward than at, a, than at an LA fitness is like saying there's more of the divine presence and the dandelion than a rose. The reality is it may well be through the challenges of a physical body that manifests that, you, that the individual becomes more fully open and awakened to the divine nature of their being. Now, some individuals will try and wait till everything is perfect before they begin seeking out their spiritual practice, before they begin moving forward in working with principle. And the reality is they're quite literally going to be waiting in eternity. Waiting in eternity because the perfection that you are is in the now. The time for you to speak that your word and know that it demonstrates is in the now. The time to know that whatever is going on in your physical body, whether it's being an illness or something that you simply slight, might want to change, there's nothing to put off. The universe is going to respond to your powerful affirmation in the now. It's going to respond to how well you speak lovingly and joyfully and accepting of your body. We've never heard, had anyone say, you know what? Or I've never heard anyone say, let me put it this way. Wow, I gained five pounds over the holiday. I'm so glad there's more of God to love as me. <laughs> there's always this desperation, isn't there? Oh my God, I gained five pounds. I can't have bread anymore. What have I done? I'm so stupid. Look at this new role. What are we saying to the universe? What we're saying is, let's focus this energy, this affirmation, all this creative flow that is only present in the now on the, on the thing that I want to transform. And the universe is going, okay, let's keep flowing there. You want to focus on that five pounds? Let's make it ten. Universe is kind of like that, uh, what do you call them? The, the, oh, I can't think of Five, I, hear, I hear five, give me ten, give me ten, give me fifteen. Auctioneer, thank you. You follow that? Yes, I know. This, this is service by charades, it sounds like. <laughs> Told you y'all were a powerful group. All right, so again from Dr. Barker and create the life you want. Barker said Jesus knew that his word had to become flesh. Jesus knew that his word had to become flesh. He relied on the creative law of mind to bring to pass what he selected would happen. To one he gave healing, to another he gave peace of mind. His word could not return to him void for he knew he was thinking into a law which had to act as he directed. And then Barker said, you can do the same thing when you realize your thought has power and the subconscious law must produce, produce from it. Your word is always subject to the law of cause and effect. It has to become flesh to manifest whether you're conscious of this spiritual principle or not. So the question that we ask of you is how do you speak? How do you give direction to this first cause to speak about your physical well-being? Is it in the affirmative? Is it in the positive? 
have a great little parable for you. It's about this fellow. He wanted to become an inspiring yogi. And so he decided he'd go out and find him a guru, and he did. And he went to this ashram, and his preceptor told him, you can stay, but we have one important rule. And the rule is, all students must observe a vow of silence. So this would work for no one here, let me tell you. Anyhow, and the guru said, you will be allowed to speak in 12 years. And then you will only be allowed to say one sentence or ask one question. I'm going to start teaching classes that way. Well, after practicing for 12 long years, the day came when the student could say his one thing or ask his one question. And he said, the bed is too hard. Well, he kept going on for another 12 years of discipline, meditation, and silence, and finally got the opportunity to speak again. And he said, the food is not good. <laughs> 12 more years of hard work, and he got to speak again, and after 36 years of practice, he said, I quit. <laughs> and his guru responded, good, all you've ever done is complain. See, sometimes when people speak, they are like this aspiring yogi, unaware that their words impact those they encounter, their words impact themselves and their environment. And unfortunately, just like the aspiring yogi, they use their words to focus on their temporary displeasure rather than use their focus and word to evolve and expand their ever-present divinity. In the Science of Mind textbook, there are three chapters on how the spiritual and mental attitudes of the individual affect their physical experience. And these chapters are titled Causes and Conditions, Physical Perfection, and Physical Perfection Concluded. And I, whenever I talk about health, it's 33 pages, I strongly suggest reading these 33 pages in the science of mind. Now, in the first 33 pages of these three chapters, Dr. Holmes never states, he never states, not even once, not even once, a tumor is the result about, from thinking about a tumor. He never says colds are the result of talking about catching a cold that constipation is the result of the fear of not being able to go. As a matter of fact, he did write, constipation is often due to a belief in limitation or burden. Mental conflicts also cause confusion, and confusion may cause colds. Writing about tumors, he, sa he stated, destructive emotions, desires, or ideas unless neutralized, will grow into some bodily condition and may produce disease. Humankind's life and reality is spiritual and mental, and until its thought is healed, no form or cure will be permanent. We understand that health is a mental as well as spiritual state. We feel that the spiritual or real individual is perfect 
and we seek to uncover this perfection. This perfection which is within every individual's life. This is the path to create the physical well-being that you want. To begin honoring and noticing your perfection. To begin letting go of the idea that the healing that I need to focus on is somehow external. The first healing always occurs within mind. The first healing is always about have I done my spiritual practice? Have I worked with a practitioner? And you know, as I was, we were preparing the lesson, I thought, well, you know, maybe I can talk about the different healings over the years that I've witnessed or been a part of in some manner. And then I thought, you know, the question became, well, some of those healings, whereas I've seen them occur spontaneously, other times they also occurred after they went to the doctor. And so the question became, when does the healing begin? When does the healing begin? The healing begins in the intention. How the healing unfolds is not relevant. The healing begins in the intention. This is why some individuals, we see them, we see that they heal spontaneously. Others, it may take a little more effort, if you will. It may take a little more of the universe working through them, if you will, attracting what they need in order to reveal in physical awareness that perfection of the divine. This is why we say there is much power in the pill as there is in the prayer. You got it? So don't go around saying, you know, well, my, doc my reverend said I don't have to take my medication. Please don't say that. What we're saying is, take a look at the medication. Before you take the pill saying, this is what's making me better, say, no, what's making me better is the fact that I know in every moment there is the healing energy of the divine. In every moment, the power to transform my ex experience exists. And this pill is the demonstration of that. So go see your practitioner. Go see your chiropractor. Go, go see your medical professional. Have energy work. Work with sacred sound therapy. Try, go have a cosmopolitan. You have your home remedies, I have mine. Just say it. But whatever you do, do it in the consciousness that your first and foremost intention is to work with and as first cause to your experience. First cause to your experience. And that first cause is about revealing a greater expression of the divine within you. Wayne Dyer said we can set ourselves up to be sick or we can set ourselves up to be well. And I love that quote because it's very true. But if we expand on it, we can also expand on it. Well, we can set ourselves up to be tired or we can set ourselves up to be vibrant. We can set ourselves up to be a couple of pounds overweight or we can set ourselves up to know that we exist as a vibrant expression of the well-being of the divine. The choice is ours. 
the universe, that energy of source is going to go with whatever intention that we're putting out. It's according to how we feel about our bodies. It's according, it expresses according, in accordance with or congruent with how we express that affirmation. And so it requires us at times to really focus on our words, our feelings. And if we're, if we're honest with ourselves and we say, well, you know, I don't always speak so highly of myself, especially when it comes to my physical well-being, then we have two words. Stop that. Stop that. Begin a new process. Begin a new spiritual creation. Take this moment to start creating the life that you want. And the first step to doing that, to creating the physical well-being that you want, is to begin speaking of your body in the affirmative. To begin speaking of your body in the affirmative. Louise Hay said in her book, I Can Do It, you can never create good health by talking or thinking about your illness. Good health comes from love and appreciation. You want to put as much love into your body as you possibly can. Talk to it and stroke it in loving ways. If there's a part of your body that's ailing or diseased, then you want to treat it as you would a sick child. Tell it how much you love it and that you're doing everything you can to help it get well quickly. This is a powerful direction because people don't do that. It's a difficult practice to think about loving my stuffy nose when, I, when, when we have the flu. It's a diff, difficult practice sometimes to begin saying, well, you know what? My, my back is aching right now and I can't get out of the bed. And I'm not real happy about that. And you're telling me I need to love myself. Yeah, we are. But keep in mind, the more you express a positive affirmation for yourself, a positive intention for yourself, that's how you begin transforming your mind, your consciousness, your connection to source. Are you following that? Of course you are. You're a very bright group. Create the visualization for your body. And I've seen this work over and over and over again. I, people that have worked with me, I share the visualization with them. And it's a very, it's just my favorite visualization to do. And that is picture a cell within your body, just a cell, whatever that cell may look like. I, I'm not familiar with, you know, I have a biology degree, so I, I think it looks like a little drop of water. Somebody can tell me if I'm wrong. But then picture that cell, breaking it down within your mind, being the energy of the divine coming forward in that moment as pure, perfect, unformed energy. And then visualize that cell becoming, or excuse me, that energy becoming the cell and loving that cell, that expression of the divine within you. And then visualizing that expression of the divine, that cell becoming the perfect organ of the divine or the perfect bone of the divine or the perfect muscle of the divine. But as you keep working with that process of visualization and affirming for yourself, 
perfect power, perfect presence, perfect me. Follow that? Perfect power, perfect presence, perfect me. And seeing that coming into fruition. Your body has no choice but to respond. Your body, as Joe Dispenza will tell us, for those that took the class, your body is created by the chemical influence and electrical impulses that your mind produces. You follow that? Of course you do. So the more positive thought, the more positive chemical in impulses and electrical impulses that are going to be produced, the more positive impact your body is going to experience. Every form of healing has its place in the universe. Has its place in the universe. Let every form of healing be the avenue through which you create your the physical well-being that you want. Do it from a consciousness of love. From a consciousness of positive interaction. You know, in the first two decades of the last century, a large number of babies around the globe under young, one year of age wasted away in hospitals and children's institutions and died from various unknown causes. And in some institutions, it was customary to enter the condition of the seriously sick infants as hopeless on their admission cards. And, and doctors who were confronted with the infant mortality rate of the time, one of the doctors was a fellow by the name of Dr. Fritz Talbot of the Children's Clinic in Dusseldorf. Now, Dr. Talbert had an uncommon success in dealing with sick children. And for many, many years, he would make his rounds. He would be followed from ward to ward by groups of interns seeking his way of handling these children's diseases. And one such intern was a fellow by the name of Dr. Joseph Brennerman, who told this story in a magazine. He, Brennerman said, many times we would come across a child who ev everything had been done and tried and it all failed. And for some reason, the child was just hopelessly wasting away. And when this would happen, Dr. Talbert would take the child's chart and scrawl some indecipherable prescription. And in most cases, the magic formula took effect and the child would begin to flourish. So Brenneman's curiosity got the best of him and he wondered if this famous doctor had developed some type of new wonder drug. So one day after rounds, he returned to the ward and tried to decipher, tried to decipher Mr. Talbert's scrawl. And he couldn't make out the doctor's handwriting. And so he went to the head nurse and he asked her, what was the prescription? And the nurse said, oh, that says old Anna. Old Anna. And then she pointed to this grandmotherly woman seated in a large rocker with a baby on her lap. And the nurse continued, whenever we have a baby for whom everything we have tried has failed, we turn the child over to old Anna. She has more success than all the doctors and nurses in this institution combined. See, the doctor was not 
prescribing, Talbert was not prescribing medication. He was prescribing love. He was prescribing affection. He was describing that touch of it's going to be okay. And too often, we hear the phrases, this medication will kill the disease. Or I'm going to fight this with everything I've got. So much so that medical science is now telling us that viruses are fighting back. And many are now resistant to antibiotics. And the medical establishment tells us that new and life-threatening diseases are occurring, occurring seemingly out of nowhere with no cure or end in sight. But I'll tell you something. It's time to stop fighting and killing the illnesses. When we fight or kill the illnesses, we are operating at the level of effect. And that is the illness's battleground. It's time to stop fighting and killing illnesses and begin prescribing some old Anna to love ourselves, to speak highly of ourselves, to begin allowing ourselves to know this too shall pass. To step into just being, being, begin being at the spiritual and mental and physical level of existence, the creative, powerful, vibrant, ex healthy expressions of God we have come to this journey to be. And create the life you want. Dr. Barker wrote this. He said, the answer to every problem is in your knowledge of God and your ability to let divine ideas lead you to the correct solution. The healing action of life is already an action, but you have to perceive that you are immersed in it. It requires your mental recognition in order to act in you and produce for you. It does not need to be besieged. God merely requires calm acceptances as already being by acknowledging a present God unconditioned by your past and not fearing your, your future the power acts and the demonstration is made the power is in the now the ever present energy of the divine is in the now and so if we're putting off knowing ourselves as this vibrant healthy expression until we've gone to the doctor until we've had whatever spiritual work done, or until we finally found that perfect cosmopolitan, which, by the way, is at Ross. <laughs> which we will be on the third Friday of the month. I'm just saying. Come join us. If we put all that off, where's our energy going in the now? If we put off that healing until this moment, until we say right here and now, I am first cause to my experience and is in this moment. I embrace the perfect knowing that I am always perfect God and perfect form and function. That's your first cause. Anything that happens afterwards are the divine ideas flowing, attracting to you. Anybody calling you up out of the blue and saying, hey, I hear you're not feeling great. Or I hear you're having a hard time. Let me tell you about this that I just did. It may be going and seeing the perfect doctor. It may be 
taking the perfect herb. It may be simply refocusing your mind on another idea for just a little while, that higher idea that the universe wants you to focus on so that it can think of you in a greater manner. It may be all of that. But in order for that to occur, your intention, your intention, your acceptance of the power in the now is first and foremost the divine manifest, reflects, flows through you as you recognize and accept it. As you recognize and accept it. There's never a time when you speak your word that this formative energy is not present. There's never a time when you speak your word and the universe is not saying, Wonderful, this is a new avenue to flow through. And keep in mind, there's something in, that we, from the Holmes quote, because I really want to get this out, because it's so important. And you, many of you have heard me use this before. That no one sits around thinking about getting an illness. And I know you've heard me say this a thousand times before, and I'll say it a thousand times again. If you ever hear somebody say, what's in their consciousness to create that? Or, God forbid, what's in your consciousness to create that? Run. Run. They don't know what they're talking about. You know what's in your consciousness? God, 24-7. Right? And so, yes, as Holmes said, there may have been a mixture of less than positive thoughts that created a less than positive vibration within your body that has manifested or come forward as an illness. And if we look at Dispenza's record in, in his latest book, and you know we'll, we'll do the charades thing, sounds like, um, but in Joe Dispenza's latest book on health, again, Joe Dispenza's had study after study after study showing that the electrical impulses that we send out via our emotions and thoughts, the positive, positive ones carry a positive impact to the body, the negative one carries a negative impact to the body. That's in, in its most simplistic form. But understand something, these negative thoughts are not about catching a cold. They're not about, gee, I hope I don't ever get sick. These negative thoughts are, that are consistent, that create this energy, this vibration and uh, continue to combine to create an, a dis-ease, D-I-S hyphen ease. These are the ones that culminate from, God, I hate traffic on 285. These are the ones that culminate in do we have to go to the family reunion? These are the ones that culminate in, I never, I always seem to have more month than money. These are the little thoughts that continue over and over and over again. These are the ones that build up. And so, keep in mind that whatever thought 
has created, whatever intention has created, whatever energy has manifested, it can be recreated. It can be ma made to come forward as something new and vibrant within your experience. You are not a static being. As an expression of source, as an expression of the divine energy, there's nothing about you that's static. You are always vibrating, resonating into a higher expression. So at any point in time, in this moment, you can say right here now, I choose to know, accept, and recognize something different. And you know what's going to happen? The universe is going to say, all right, right here now, I choose to know and accept and recognize something different about you. Because it's speaking as you speak. So why not speak? I have the perfect body. Why not speak? I have the perfect doctor. I have the perfect practitioner. I have the entire universe coming forward. Resonating with the power of God that I am. To create the perfect physical well-being. I no longer need to create the life that I want because I exist in the perfect physical well-being that I am. Isn't that better? Doesn't that just feel better? It, you know why it feels better? Because it, it allows you to begin refocusing your mind on the positive. And that's what this whole service has been about. That is what the next three weeks pretty much will be about. So we, we have a homework assignment for you if you choose to do it. For seven days, don't get on a scale. For seven days, <laughs> for seven days, don't get on a scale. For seven days, don't look at yourself in the mirror naked. That's naked as in South Georgia naked. For the next seven days, just keep affirming, I am perfect God in perfect form, perfect function. I am perfect God in perfect form and perfect function. Keep affirming that for seven days. Even when you sit down to eat your meal, whatever that meal may be, if it's McDonald's, God love you. If it's a salad with grilled chicken on it with that Cosmo from Rocks, affirm that. See where, play with the affirmation. Play with the positive thought. See where it takes you at the end of the seven days. Will your body transform? I don't know. What I do know is that your consciousness will transform. And once we have that down, everything else will follow. Everything else will follow. You ready to do the homework? Good. So this is our first step in creating the life that you want. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.